Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I am so happy to have you here. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about confidence. More specifically, we're going to be talking about where confidence comes from and how you can create more confidence for yourself. So if you've been struggling with your confidence, if you doubt yourself, if you've been working on big projects or specific things in your life and you're starting to question if it's possible, or if you find yourself in certain areas or all areas being afraid to show up as you are, maybe you're even questioning who the heck am I, then this is going to be a really good episode for you. So stick around. So I watched the movie Dumplin' this weekend on Netflix. If you guys haven't seen it, it's um, Jennifer Aniston's in it. I'm not very good with actresses' names, but it was a pretty good movie. It's on Netflix, and it follows the story of a girl whose mom is a pageant queen and this girl is overweight and the woman who raised her which is like her mom's best friend her aunt and her aunt is the one who raised her also overweight passes passed away at one point during this movie like early on before the movie starts but the the whole story of the movie is about this girl who was overweight deciding to join a beauty pageant down in texas because she finds a paper in her her aunt's old stuff that shows that her aunt basically wanted to join a pageant, but was not confident enough to do so on her own. And so the whole movie follows this girl's journey into doing it because this girl is overweight and she does have a lot of struggles with her size. And she feels like her mom doesn't see her in the most authentic eye. And she actually feels like her mom doesn't love her for who she is because of her size. And it's interesting because she sets out on this journey to basically do this pageant for her aunt and also to prove something to other people. And throughout the journey of the movie, if you guys have seen it, it's like, it's a pretty good movie if you guys have seen it, but throughout this journey, what essentially happens is you start to realize very clearly that she is actually very insecure about her size. And so she is going about this whole process of wanting to prove her confidence and prove herself and really show up for her aunt, but she's doing so from a place of insecurity and not a place of genuine confidence. She's trying to appear more confident than she is by being kind of too cool or too this or too that. And it honestly ends up biting her in the butt and around like more towards the end of the movie, you see her really stepping into her skin. You see her like really starting to create a more genuine sense of confidence with herself, especially as she starts to express to the people in her life, you only like me like as the fat friend or you're like, how could you like someone like me? She has like a couple sayings like this because things are happening that are actually genuinely for her. And she really is affected by them. Like they're really, really like triggering her. Cause she's like, how could this, this guy like me, you know, like, and this is such a, if you wanted to watch this movie, I'm so sorry. I'm totally spoiling it, but it's like a lighthearted rom-com on Netflix. So hopefully you're happy with it. Um, but anyway, so she essentially like is almost self-sabotaging herself because she doesn't see herself in the same light other people see her. And when she expresses to other people feeling like they're just making a joke of her because she's so insecure about herself, what essentially ends up happening is they just keep reflecting back to her. That's all in your head. I never have seen you that way. Why are you saying that? And it actually is quite offensive to the other person. And so you start to see how this girl's insecurities and lack of confidence really affect her and really affect those around her and they actually sabotage her ability to get what she wants in life. And I think that that is such a like 
beautiful story because most of us have something in our life that is preventing us from being ourselves, that is preventing us from being confident, that is preventing us from having what we want, even though we say we want it. Most of us have something in our life that is something we're so insecure about that we are sabotaging ourselves from that thing. And so confidence is so important and it's such a big part of self-sabotage because when you aren't genuinely confident or when you're trying to fake confidence, Oftentimes you are going to end up sabotaging yourself in one way or the other, because it's just not genuine. It's just not authentic. And it's just not you. And so in the movie, it was a really good representation of how that can start to hurt someone. And especially how the stories they have about their own insecurities say more about them than their insecurities do, if that makes sense. So the stories that this girl had around being overweight said more about her than being overweight. And it's like a fine nuance there, right? But basically so much of our confidence comes from these stories we have about the traits we have about ourselves, And these stories are usually created and they happen from these moments in our life where we feel less than. Like quite simply, we just feel less than they can be moments that we experienced when we were growing up. They can be moments that we witnessed growing up. They can be like stories we heard then or things that we like actually experienced for ourselves or were told. But in general, as we're growing up, we'll have these moments or these stories that really stand out that are actually why we feel as insecure as we do about the qualities and traits we have about ourselves, And these stories are what cause us to feel a lack of confidence because innately we are basing our worth on things outside of ourselves. And when those things project back to us that we are not good enough, and we've never been taught to listen to ourselves before we listen to everything outside of ourselves, then what ends up happening is we take the things that are being reflected back to us for fact, and we let them develop our model of the world. And so confidence is very similar, right? Confidence essentially stems from us being projected all of these things and all of these reasons why we are not enough and all of these stories that are really causing us to feel like we are less than everybody else. And so one of the first parts of creating confidence is really first identifying what are the things about yourself that you don't feel confident in already. And this could be something like your weight. A lot of us have something in the image area that we feel self-conscious about, right? Like I'd say probably most humans feel self-conscious and have insecurity around some factor of how they look, whether it's weight, whether it's your skin tone, whether it's acne, or, you know, maybe it's your hair or how you dress or whatever it is. Most of us have some level of insecurity there. And that insecurity causes us to lack confidence, right? Because our image is shown to everybody at every point in the world, like every moment. And because of that, it's constantly something that could be used as a reflection of also where we should not be confident, right? It's like a com- like a constant trigger for a lack of confidence for us. So the first thing that I would do is like actually look at your image, right? Like what is it in your image that you feel a lack of confidence on, you feel insecure about? What is it in your actual like 
intellect, right? Intellect is a huge, big area for a lot of us where we don't feel good enough. We don't feel smart enough. We don't feel like we know enough. We don't feel like we play the part enough. It can also be in the education you got or the job you have. It could be in the person that you're dating, or if you're not dating someone, it can really show up in any area of your life. But the first thing that we have to do when it comes to building a sense of confidence in ourselves is start to look at the moments and the, or start to look at the quality that we have that we are not confident in we're actually insecure in take those moments those like actual moments of insecurity and work backwards asking where did I learn to lose confidence in it and then when we have that we have the ability to change the story now when it comes to that middle portion right going from identifying the characteristic that you do not feel confident in and then working backwards to identify the moment or moments that you like actually experienced to learn that you should not feel confident about that thing, to learn that that is a bad quality or bad trait about yourself. Usually all of us have a moment or a couple big key moments where we actually learn these things and they might not actually be big moments. It just goes back to the first time you realize that something that you had is wrong, whether that be, you know, brown hair is not okay or blondes are prettier or, you know, you can't be this size or you have a funny color eye, whatever it is, there is a first or like a couple first moments where you really learn, oh, that part of me isn't good enough because so-and-so says so, or because the TV says so, or whatever else it is. And then we have a thousand moments after that, that keep affirming that same thing. Because once we have a belief in place of X, Y, Z is not good enough, then what our brain and body are constantly doing is filtering all the information that's coming in through all of our five senses to see, okay, well then what matches up, right? What parts of us are like, um, basically affirming that belief. And so all the information that's going to come in after you develop that belief preliminarily are essentially pieces of information that confirm that that belief is true. Meaning if you learn at a very young age, it's not okay to be overweight, then you grow up, right? And you have the TV coming in your ear, you're always going to pay attention or like keep that information that's coming in from the TV about it not being okay to be overweight versus the opposite that it is okay. Let's just say that, right? That shows up in every area of our life with beliefs. And when we have all of these moments and these like almost pieces of proof that are taken in through all of our senses on why we're not enough, whether it's because we are, you know, visually not enough or intellectually not enough or personality wise, not enough. We basically like have this, this whole big storage unit in ourselves of all of the things that we can't actually show to the world. And if we can't like not show them, then we basically, we try to like almost compensate for them. And so this kind of weird dynamic that happens starts to really take a toll at our confidence and it where it gets, it's where getting like, um, building confidence really gets confusing. Meaning that there's going to be these moments where if you have this big storage unit of traits about yourself that you're not confident in that people can't see, you're probably going to like try to do some weird stuff or act differently than who you normally are so that people around you don't think you have those things. 
even if they don't express anything wrong with them, you are insecure about them. So you don't show them to to other people. And if it's something that people can see about you, you're going to overcompensate. Meaning instead of just kind of like going through life as you normally will, because you don't feel like enough in a certain area that you know, people can see, you're going to start to act better than like act in your mind better than like someone else better than normal, better than who you already are in an area that you can do that. Meaning like you'll be extra funny or extra, you know, kind or super warm and bubbly. And you just have that like flamboyant or it doesn't always show up in flamboyance, but it's like a flamboyance in a, in one area. It's like you amplify an area of you that is more personality wise, something you can control, something you can change that is good. And you try to make it bigger to compensate for something else. And this can actually happen even with traits that people can't see too. But basically what happens is that when we really have insecurities, we start to act or like we either start to hide or push ourselves in ways that just innately aren't us because we don't have that confidence. And that's why a huge part of building confidence comes back to us identifying what characteristics of ourselves we are not confident in, where we learned that, and then starting to change the story. And so this is the key when it comes to confidence, creating confidence looks like an authentic confidence here, right? Like authentic confidence is very different than fake confidence. So authentic confidence means that you can genuinely own the parts of yourself, even the ones that aren't pretty, even the ones that aren't sexy, even the ones that you at one point didn't think were cool. And you're fine with it. You don't let that change who you are and how you act and how you show up in the world. Whereas faking confidence means almost suppressing that feeling of insecurity when it comes up, trying to avoid it or crying. And then when you go out in public, pretending it didn't happen and pushing yourself to be something you're not innately so that you feel like you are still good enough. So like you're, you're, it's almost like you're like your worth starts to even out for yourself and that's faking confidence. And that's what most of us are doing as we're going out in the world, trying to pretend we're confident rather than looking at the root of the problem, which is where did you learn not to be confident about these things that are innate to you and actually starting to heal those instead. And so when it comes to healing those stories, what's so beautiful about that is that you start to really own the parts of you that you used to feel weren't enough. And that's what healing is, right? It's taking things that feel wounded about you and it's actually allowing them to be so integrated into you that they're not just neutral points. They're actually like positives. So a good example of this for me is my disordered eating and exercise patterns. There was a long time when I was in my early twenties where I was not eating normally. I was eating a lot less than I should have. And I was exercising a lot more than any normal human will ever exercise. And it was really starting to take a toll on me and my life. And I recognized it. And I would always change what I said or who I was or how I acted to normalize the exercise that I was doing and my behaviors. And I was kind of aware at this point that I had a problem, but I was so afraid to talk about it because I remember thinking to myself, how in the world could someone who is 20 years in their twenties, like I was older than 20, but I was in my early twenties. So someone who's in her early twenties 
actually be so out of touch that she doesn't even know how to eat. She doesn't even know how to do the most basic human function. And I would beat myself up with that all of the time because food stressed me out so much. I didn't know what to put in my mouth or what not to. I was constantly thinking about it. It consumed my brain probably, probably for like like 10 of my waking hours at least every day. And I was like a high functioning member of society from society standpoint. I was like working at a really good corporate job. I was doing everything I was supposed to. I was wearing nice clothes, like saying the right things, doing all the stuff. And yet I just remember feeling so self-conscious about the fact that I was like not able to eat, but I was afraid to even share it with anyone. And it was this weird thing where I knew some of my friends knew because they had expressed concern at one point or another, but I couldn't bring myself to talk about it because I just was so insecure about the fact that I didn't know how to eat. And it was actually something that affected a relationship I was in at the time too. Because I remember the conversation got brought up a couple of times and I kind of froze. I kind of was afraid to talk about it. And it was like, there was a block in my throat. I wanted so badly to be able to talk to that person and just share and be vulnerable about what was going on. But I was so insecure about it that I couldn't let it happen. And what's funny about this and why I share this story is that at that point, I couldn't share that story to save my life. I couldn't share it with people I was close with. I could barely get myself into a therapist for a while to actually talk about it. And eventually that did happen. Um, I really couldn't let that out. But now sitting where I am today, several, several years later, that's actually one of the stories I feel like most confident about sharing. Like I actually love that I went through that and sure it sucked and sure it was hard. And sure. Sometimes I go back to those mornings running and like, I think about how broken I was without even realizing I was broken. It just like, it hurts my heart a little bit, but it's funny because that part of me is something I'm actually really proud of that struggle I went through. I'm actually really proud of it now. And I like talking about it because I think it makes me me. It's a huge part of who I am and learning to get to this point, right? Learning to change the story I had around my disordered eating and exercise patterns and really start to integrate that for myself. That is what allowed me to be super confident. Because once that was a huge part of me that I didn't feel like I needed to hide anymore, I didn't feel like there was anything wrong with me just showing up as me. I didn't have to overthink who I was or overthink what was going on in myself and my head and my life and all of it. And because of that, it allowed me to feel so much more empowered as myself so that I could talk about that story. And it doesn't mean that I talk about it all the time. Like I talk about it a lot more on my social media and in my business because it's very directly relevant to everything I do. Then I might talk about it with my friends and family members in like a normal, you know, fun everyday life situation. But bringing that up and really talking about that is one of the best things that I like really got confident on because it was such a huge weight on me. It was such a huge insecurity. And so It goes to show you how when you actually learn how to integrate those things, those parts of you, those insecurities you have, those things that are making you feel like you're not confident or you can't be confident, you're not allowed to be. When you take those characteristics, you look at where you learned them from and you allow yourself to write a new story about what they mean to you or what they they did to you or who they make you and you make that story more positive, then that is what's really going to create confidence. And that's where your confidence is going to come from. It's not going to come from the actual event, right? Like confidence doesn't come from 
the actual events you experience. It actually is created through your perception of those events that you experience and what they make, what you make them mean about you. And the great thing about that is that that's in your control. That's actually something you can change. That's something that I work on with my clients every single flipping day, whether it's in business coaching or normal mindset coaching, right? Whether we're working through self-sabotaging patterns, whatever it is, We work on how you can change those stories and actually relive those moments in your body so that you don't have the trauma that they created still stored inside of you in your mind or your body. And then you can actually really recreate those stories so you can become confident in them. And that perception of those stories and those moments and those events that you experienced, that is what's going to create confidence. My perception of my disordered eating and exercise patterns was embarrassment at first. It was how in the world could a 20 something year old not know how to eat her food and be stressed out about putting food in her mouth? How could I be so overwhelmed by that? And that switched to, wow, that was one of the best things that ever happened to me. I actually really love that part of myself. I love that I went through that struggle. I love it because it made me more me. And so when you can get to that kind of shift in perception, then these things that actually made you so not confident, they like took so much of your confidence away. They become the things that you are actually able to become so confident in that they create your story for the future. And they allow you to do something even bigger with your life. Because if you don't realize that, right, my disordered eating and exercise actually is what really allowed me to create this business. It allowed me to work with other people. It allowed me to help other people. It allowed me to do so many other things. But I had to choose not to be embarrassed by them before all those good things came from that story. And so what I want you to do as this episode kind of like concludes is maybe take out a journal for a second and ask yourself, what are the stories that I have in my life that are actually preventing me from feeling confident and these insecurities that I have that I haven't allowed myself to integrate? Where did I learn them? And how can I rewrite that story for myself so that I can start to create confidence and allow that confidence to ripple through to everyone else in my life? All right, guys, that is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It was a short and snappy one. If it's something that really landed for you, I ask that you share it to your friends and family members who might benefit, that you take a screenshot and share it on your stories and tag me in it so that I know that you're loving the episodes. And if you really, really love the podcast overall, I would so appreciate it if you head on over to Apple or Spotify and leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate you guys being here and I can't wait to be back next week with another episode. I'll talk to you then. Bye.